to picture the inside of PPG Paints Arena, like right now, just exactly what's going on in there, how it looks, and man, it's tough to take. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. This is Daily Shot on Penguins. I've done my Daily Shot shows every weekday for months now, and they would encapsulate Steelers, Penguins, and Pirates, mostly leaning toward whichever team was in season. Being honest with you here, I'm never really all that comfortable in a setting like that, whether it's writing or whatever. I I like to stick with one thing and stick with one theme. So what I did, what I've done, and what I'm doing is splitting up Daily Shot into three separate shows. This one will be all Penguins, all the time, all hockey. And don't you miss hockey. Wait, don't you miss PPG Paints Arena, especially those of you who are season ticket holders, who spend a significant amount of time in the place. One thing that it's almost escaped my own notice is that I've been back in Heinz Field a lot. I spent a lot of time at PNC Park when the Pirates had their abbreviated season. It's been a long time since any of us were inside PPG Paints Arena. Um, I was up at the Penguins training camp in Cranberry, Uh, But, of course, you know, then the NHL fled off to Canada to conduct its playoffs. And on top of that, the Penguins, of course, get eliminated in four games to the number 24 seed in a 24-team tournament. We can deal with that some other time. But it felt like even then they just came back for a cameo appearance. You're watching game one of them against the Habs, and all you're thinking through the whole thing is, whoa, this is actual hockey. This is pretty cool. Never mind that they lost and whatever else. It was just neat that it was back. Like, it didn't feel like playoffs. It just felt like hockey was back. And by the time it did feel anything like playoffs, they were gone. Poof. Just like that. There was some pretty good hockey that followed. But it's, it's not the same. It's not the same when you don't have the team that you follow participating. It just isn't. But the building, the building is what I'm talking about. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by our friends at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. Their mission is feeding people in need, eliminating hunger in our region. One dollar is all it takes to provide enough food for up to five meals please consider donating at growsharethrive.org. So when will we see the Penguins again? When will we see the inside of PPG Paints Arena again? What does it look like inside there right now? Do you think they have a sheet of ice down? And if so, why? You have to understand this building isn't being used for anything. All the concerts, all the shows, circuses, and everything else, everything had to stop. It's not like any other structure in town except maybe our convention center, although that's gotten some uh, emergency and public use because they can space people out in there. 
But PPG Paints Arena is just sitting there. It's just sitting there. When will that end? Well, over this past weekend, the NHL and the NHL Players Association did communicate. And they're trying to come to some kind of terms on how they could pull off a 2021 season. And understand, please, this actually isn't about the virus anywhere near as much as it's about the money. On December 11, the NBA will open its training camps. There's a hard date. Those players are going to show up. They're going to report. And they will have NBA basketball by Christmas. They're playing an arena sport. They're playing a contact sport. They're wearing a lot less equipment. But they're going to play. Why? Because, to repeat myself, it's not a virus issue. It's a money issue. The NBA makes a killer ton of money off of TV revenue. What's the biggest date of the year for the NBA in the regular season for TV revenue? Yep, Christmas. They will be back, they will play on Christmas, and you'd better believe they'd have all of their stars aligned, LeBron and everybody else, to make sure that they're getting maximum money out of that. The NHL has nothing like that. And, you know, the Winter Classic is a, is a cute thing that brings in a little bit of extra money, but it's, not, it's, it's nothing close to what the NBA does on Christmas. It just isn't because of TV money. The NHL relies, depending on who you believe, the Players Association says that it's 37% on arena revenue, meaning not just tickets, but concessions, parking, the whole deal. Gary Bettman and the owners say that it's as high as 50%. Either one is way high compared to the other sports. It just is. There's a reason the NFL can conduct football games in essentially empty stadiums and still kind of be doing okay. It's a TV sport. Baseball didn't do great like that. Baseball needs revenue, and they have way more games than everybody else, obviously. But they were able to at least pull it off. Hockey has no chance. They have no way of paying players' salaries with no one in the stands. They just don't. The Penguins themselves don't. There isn't a team that does. But just think of it from the Penguins' perspective. Picture, uh, I don't know, 1,000 or so people inside the arena. And if you think about the way the state has laid out the regulations, Pitt basketball at the Pete was given a maximum of uh, 2,500. That place holds 13,000. Pitt actually will get in fewer than 1,000 people because of the amount of security and whatever else, because it all counts into that same number. What would the Penguins get? 3000 4000 And you're going to pay Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang with what? Won't work. It won't work. So they, they can meet. They can discuss things. They can talk about how, you know, well, you know, we, we already have a labor agreement that was very amicably reached, which it was, by the way, this past summer, five years. But the owners already asked a lot of the players in terms of delaying when they get paid. This isn't so much about pay cuts as it is delaying and deferring. 
and the players are going to, and I think understandably, resist that because they're playing games right now, and they don't give any less of an effort. It's a it's a hard situation. It's an unprecedented situation, but it's entirely financial. This is entirely about the money. I can't stress that enough, and I'm not even saying that in a cynical way. Hockey's just in a different boat. When will they actually get going again? If you want to get official, the NHL is still saying January 1. Well, in order to pull off January 1, they would actually have to reach a modified labor agreement. No drama here. This week. That would actually have to happen this week. Because then you'd have to open up training camps by right around that same time as the NBA. It would have to be the middle of December. Have two weeks of training camp, and then you start playing on January 1. My friends, they don't even know the divisions yet. They don't even know who's playing in what divisions. All of the Canadian teams have to stay in Canada. They're going to have to have three eight-team American divisions. Maybe in hubs, maybe not. Maybe in front of fans, maybe not. Maybe 48 games, maybe 72 games. They don't know. None of this is getting done in a week. No chance. I mean, I could at least see maybe one small piece of it where they would... The league and the players would get together and say, all right, well, let's at least figure out this framework for a deal. But if you think this season is starting on January 1, especially with the outbreak that we're having uh, nationwide that's frightening for way, way, way more reasons than anything sports-related, no chance. Uh, I've said February 1 at the earliest all along. But then the scary part is, again, in the sporting sense, if you start a whole lot later than that, then what kind of season are you having? You know, then what are you doing? Because you can't extend deep into the summer. You don't want to mess up the following season, the first one, where you'll have a chance to get things back to normal. NBC won't let you overlap with the Olympics. Wow. Wow. Hockey's got itself in in quite the mess here. Uh, When we come back... I'll bring up some of this with DK Pittsburgh Sports Hall of Fame hockey writer Dave Molinari. I guess one of the things that is kind of hard to gauge right now with the state of the NHL such as it is, is what is anybody doing right now? Meaning players, coaches, anything. I've, I've seen and read or heard that are there are a couple of teams somewhere that are at least engaged in skating or whatever. Are the Penguins doing anything? Uh, to my knowledge, the, the Penguins have not had anything at their facility yet i don't think any teams are doing organized workouts Mm -hmm. um i think this is more along the lines of captain's practices uh the kind of things you see in advance of a a training camp 
Uh, as I understand it, the NHL guidelines are that teams are allowed to open their facilities like uh, the one that, that the Penguins have in Cranberry uh, when there are five or more players interested in, in working out there. Uh, the last I checked, uh, there weren't that many Penguins who were back in town who, who had expressed an interest in doing so. Although, you know, I think that once you get a little clarity on when training camps actually will begin, I think you'll see, you know, guys start to flood back into the area. Yeah, and of course, we don't have any clarity on that at all. It's uh, a stark contrast right now between the NBA and the NHL. The NBA has a hard December 11 opening for their training camps. They, of course, are an arena sport, just as the NHL is. Difference is the NBA has money. I mean, is that really what this comes down to? Well, I mean, uh, obviously it's, a, you know, the, the NHL is a really a, a gate revenue-driven operation. Um, and, you know, there are some owners who have made it known that if they can't have at least some fans in, in the buildings, uh, they would just as soon not have a season. Uh, the the NHL seems to be the the league stance on it seems to be uh, let's at least consider opening the season without any fans uh, in the hopes that as the pandemic uh, gets to be a bit under control that perhaps at least there will be a, a limited attendance allowed. At least the one thing that came from this past summer is that we saw. Uh, with our own eyes, for better or worse, because some teams were better at it than others, that teams could come back in, players could come back in after an extended, um, unexpected and largely unwanted layoff and still compete and still you know, be ready at, at a higher level. But here's something I'm not sure I've heard too many people bring up here. I'm curious as to your thoughts on this. The league has made it at least subliminally clear that the seven teams that did not participate in that tournament, meaning, you know, Red Wing senators and so forth, would be allowed to have some extra time in, in, uh, in, in a training camp setting. Have you heard, A, anything to that effect? And, and B, how would you feel about it? Yes, I, I mean, I have heard that. And, uh, you know, it, the way things stand now, I believe that will be the case. And I'm very much opposed to that idea. Hmm. Uh, you know, the teams that missed uh, the postseason and thus did not have the benefit of the, you know, the, the two weeks of uh, workouts before uh, the, the postseason competition began. And then if you're like the Penguins, the benefit of uh, four games of the postseason. Uh, those are not the same teams that will be reporting to training camps, you know, this fall or winter. There's been, you know, considerable personnel changes. You know, Matt Murray was not a senator uh, when the senators hmm. uh, last season ended. Uh, Detroit has made a number of, uh, you know, significant acquisitions. Uh, you know, if, if the rosters were, were the same uh, as, as those that, uh, finish the 2019-20 season, I would have no problem with those clubs, the non-postseason clubs, 
getting an extra week of, of workouts. But as it is, you know, they are different teams that, than the ones that, that missed the postseason. And, and so I, I think this will give them an unfair competitive advantage. Joined by Dave Monary, our Hall of Fame hockey writer. Dave, the question that's really on everybody's mind when you condense it and you come down to, you know, everything else uh, out of the way, is there going to be a season? Are they going to pull this off? Just a, you know, like a gut feeling on your part. I, I think they will. I mean, I'm glad that you're not asking me to put up any money to back up that feeling. <laughs> Canadian uh, money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it will be, I mean, if we thought that postseason was peculiar, I mean, just wait until you see a, you know, a 48 game regular oh, yeah. season that's condensed and, doesn't have uh, teams crossing the, the Canadian border in either direction. I mean, it will certainly be unusual, but uh, I, I, I do think they will make every effort to, uh, to pull off some sort of season, and, and I think they, they will be successful. But well, That's the one part that seems most set in stone is that the Canadian teams, <laughs> not because anybody cleverly thought of it, but they all have to stay in their own division. Um, and that's the seven teams up there, which is going to create the weird situation where Montreal and Vancouver are sharing a division. True, and, and that will be quite strange. But remember, there, there was a time when the mm -hmm. Penguins and Kings were in the same division. Oh, the expansion time. That's right. Uh, yeah, shortly after expansion. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I mean, in a, the expansion, they were in the West Division. And then because later, they put all the expansion teams in the same division. Right, and then later they were in the Norris Division with uh, Detroit and Washington, and then at the, at the very end, Hartford. Um, yeah, all that, kinds that of was, geographical. That was in the 70s and early 80s. So <laughs> Before so, yeah. they had maps, apparently, right? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, teams on uh, opposite sides of the continent being in the, uh, in the same division won't exactly be breaking ground uh, in, in the NHL, but it, it will be something we haven't seen uh, in quite a while. Last question I have for you today, Dave. When you picture whatever the division looks like, the U.S. division that the Penguins will be in. And it's pretty safe to assume, I would think, that they would be in some form of a Northeast division. Like, think of it as a Metro plus Boston and Buffalo, maybe. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not convinced of that. I think, hmm. that, that, I think that might be most likely, but I also uh, don't think it's a stretch to, uh, to see them in a um, kind of a central division with Detroit and Columbus and St. Louis, uh, maybe Minnesota. Even, yeah, uh, uh, possibly even the Florida teams and Carolina. Uh, um, I, yeah. th I I think the Penguins are, are kind of on the on the bubble for, yes. for which which of those two groupings they they could end up in. Well, whichever one they end up in, the one thing we would know for sure uh, is that you're going to have the same eight teams beating each other's brains out, you know, for 48 games mm. or 56 games or 70 or whatever it is that they end up doing here. And that in and of itself is that's completely without precedent. Oh yeah. Although, I mean, I don't know that it's guaranteed that all games will be intra-divisional. 
I, I well, don't how? Know how? Because you can't get Canada out. No. Um, I mean, I mean th- that's true. But uh, you know, with with the U.S. divisions, mm-hmm. you know, the the three of those, um, you know, it, it certainly is possible that that they would uh, go with that format. But yeah, and then I mean, <laughs> on top of that. Uh, beating out of the brains that you mentioned there's been talk of of playing baseball type series where you mm-hmm. go to a city and play the same team twice in three days and you know when uh, when you have a home and home almost invariably the second game of that uh, tempers tend to be a little bit shorter and mm-hmm. sticks get a little higher and so you can imagine if you're seeing the the same seven clubs you know, for the entire regular season uh, and doing it on a more regular basis than, than you would uh, with divisional opponents in a normal year. And then conceivably you run into them again early in the playoffs. Right. Uh, yeah. It. Uh, yeah. Well, you know who else could have thought of that baseball type series thing? Baseball. I mean, take it from someone who made two separate trips to St. Louis in the span of 10 days. You know, I mean, there's there's some logic to that, though. I see what you're saying. If you're going to go to New York, you might as well play the Devils, Rangers and the Islanders and get them all out of the way as many times as you're supposed to play them. Stay there for whatever that is. You know, you're not going to have a hard time selling that to someone who once had to make four separate trips to Florida to cover four games between the Penguins, Tampa Bay and uh, the Panthers. That's painful. I mean, admittedly, there are worse places wow. to go in the middle of winter than uh, you know, Florida. But uh, yeah, that that is a long way to go for a single hockey game. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Get get working on that vaccine, there, Molinari. Are you the one holding this up? <laughs> I spend a lot of the weekend on it, so I you know, you know I, I I expect some positive results here uh, in the next. See, two positive weeks. is bad. Positive is bad. <laughs> Remember, it's you're you're going for negative. Uh-huh. Thanks, Dave. When we come back, our final segment is just one question. Welcome back. This segment, the final segment of Daily Shot on Penguins, will be called Just One Question. That will involve someone asking, you know, just one question. So if you want to do that, if you got something on your mind, you can shoot it to me on Twitter. You can do so on Facebook. You can do it on our Instagram account. You can do it right there at DK Pittsburgh Sports. However it is that you want to pull it off, I'm happy to take it. Uh, Our first question on our inaugural Daily Shot on Penguins show comes from Mr. Eric, as we call him, as I call him, on the website. Longtime subscriber to DK Pittsburgh Sports and a friend to the site. He asks, plain and simple, when will the NHL get started? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. All I got for you, Mr. Eric, is that there's movement on that front. Uh, there are people talking to each other. There was even a suggestion 
today floated in the New York Post that maybe the NHL should approach the Seattle Kraken and ask for half of their expansion fee to be paid up front. That would be $300 plus million to help carry the current NHL teams through this mess. The two co-owners of the Seattle franchise are apparently uh, wealthy beyond our wildest dreams and can afford it. Now, this doesn't mean anything other than that people are talking about this. Um, For the New York Post to write about it, specifically Larry Brooks, their longtime beat man on the Rangers, uh, Larry's always been really, really tight with the union, which means that this idea in all likelihood originated somewhere with the NHL Players Association. So let's let's think of it that way. Let's think of it as they're talking about it. Um, you know, to repeat from earlier, I'm not at all thinking about January 1. I am thinking about February 1, but I'm also thinking about nothing later than February 1. Thanks for listening to this. Uh, please... Uh, set us to auto-downloads. Let your hockey-loving friends know about it. Uh, this, this is here to stay, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for listening.